1: Anthony Weiner on WABC, taking a step back to look at things with a new perspective. It's The Middle with Anthony Weiner.
2: And I'm Anthony Wiener, and thank you for meeting me in the middle, an hour every Saturday at two when we take some steps away from the hot takes of the far left and the far right and try to bring some context to the news of the week, or maybe we talk about a subject that doesn't find its way into the middle of the conversation enough. It is so great to have you along. A beautiful day. I'm here till 3 o'clock, and then Curtis Lee comes in, and we do left versus right you can listen to us anywhere you want on Terrestrial Radio. It's one of the most powerful radio stations in the entire eastern seaboard of the United States or you can always stream it live at wabcradio.com and if you miss any part of the show it goes up as a podcast immediately thereafter. It's great to have you here. Christian on the other side Ava taking your calls Kevin supervising things here. Great day for radio. It's a little bit rainy and slushy and snowy earlier but it's clear and beautiful now. This has been a Good week for me. A little bit of a mixed bag. It is. It was the best week for the New York Islanders in a couple of years. Don't worry. I got the memo. Talk less about hockey. But the Islanders have had a great week as they struggle to make it into the playoffs. You know, if they just barely make it in as the wild card, they run into the Boston Bruins in the first round. But still, it's been exciting. Unfortunately, Jordan has been out of town. He's been with his mom. His mom was uh, chairing a, a conference with Forbes magazine and uh, MSNBC and Mika Brzezinski on uh, an International Women's Day. So they're on the way back now. I haven't seen Jordan in a week and Huma, so it would be great to have them back in town. Some uh, interesting things going on this week in the news. The House and the Senate in a bipartisan way. We like to focus on that here on the middle. In a bipartisan way, I don't think it had a single no vote voted for the – intelligence to be released to the public about the source of the COVID vaccine, uh, the the COVID leak where it began, this notion, did it come from a lab? Did it come from a bat? Did it come from a bat in the lab? Did it come from Batman in a lab? Everyone wants to see the information. All we're doing now is just guessing, so maybe we'll get more information out of it. I talked about that on the Middle Unplugged, the podcast I do in the middle of the week. This week I focused episode 20 is on this controversy over the D.C. criminal statute and some uh, their desire to change it. I explain a little bit what's behind the headlines in that. That's on uh, the middle, Unplugged. Also this week, just the last couple of days, we saw a bank collapse. Silicon Valley Bank collapsed. I know there's a lot of conversation about, is this the beginning of some greater contagion? I happen to think it won't be because of the type of assets that they held will have some value. Remember the last time that banks were forced to take on the assets of another it was because their underlying value was so bad it was in defaults of bad home ownership loans. This is a little bit different, but I think it will be. But I, I do think it's great at moments like this, and it's true of the of the derailment too. Left versus right comes together and says, we want more government intervention. You always want government intervention when things go wrong. Um, I saw a lot of these conservatives and a lot of these libertarians online saying, all right, we need more government intervention to prop up this bank to get over. By the way, if you want to get in on this conversation, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. You can always reach me on Twitter at RepWiener, wienerwabc at gmail.com and Facebook. More news about the president, about President Trump. I have to tell you, I'm worn out by this. You know, it's going to be indicted. There are going to be this. There's going to be that. Well, let's just wait and see. The one that's bubbling most this week. Is here in New York State. Trump might be indicted for the Stormy Daniels case. He paid hush money in 2016. The part that I don't understand about this case is why the statute of limitations still permits him to be indicted. This happened a while ago. And, you know, if you remember, he paid. I mean, he paid hush money in 2016. He didn't report it as a campaign you know, campaign expenditure, which it was. He paid so this woman wouldn't talk. Then Michael Cohen, remember him? He went to prison in 2018 for it because he was the one who did this illegal transaction. Anyway, whatever will happen will happen. There's no reason to get out over our skis about this. There are so many maybe going to possibly happen things with Donald Trump all over the legal spectrum. I don't know what to take seriously and whatnot. Um, Each week, we like to take a look at some of the interesting numbers of the week. Sometimes they're obvious. The first one is pretty obvious. 311,000 jobs were added in the last month. Another good jobs report. Um, Inflation is not tame, though. The Fed is giving signs that they want to continue to raise interest rates. You know, it's funny. The Fed has two imperatives. One, tackle inflation, and two, try to seek full employment. We're basically at the full employment part. You know, our unemployment rate is very low, but it's the inflation part, and usually those things somewhat work together, but not in this case. Another number of the week, 23.4. 23.4 degrees our planet is on an angle to the sun. Now, you know, it goes around the sun once a year. And then it spins on its axis, making a day. But we don't, we're not, you know, only at the equator are we perfectly aligned with the sun. It is 23.4 degree angle that we're on. So I mention this because tonight we're springing ahead and I was actually thinking about doing much more of a show on Daylight Savings Time and I could not figure it out. So I just have a couple of numbers here. I'll throw them at you. So December 21st, which is not only the shortest day of the year, it's also Jordan's birthday. The shortest day are nine hours and 11 minutes of sunlight. Under the present clock, it comes up at 720, the sun, and goes down at 432. So almost, so the only question is, is like how you maximize the amount of sun we have in useful time. Some people say just leave it the way it is. Some people say stop jumping ahead every couple of months. I have to tell you, I'm in favor of stopping just because it seems to me that it takes me like a month to adjust and to get Jordan back on the right schedule and everything else every time we make the change. But that's tonight. Don't forget to do it at 2 o'clock. Turn your clocks back. You, do, we, do we even do clocks anymore? Or is this everyone just happens on their phones? But and if you're expecting me to explain what it's all about, you gotta call someone else. Call Curtis in the overnight. Or oh, you know who would know this? Murano would know this. That's the kind of stuff he's into. He would probably be able to tell you why we do it and who's again. I mean, by the way, it's getting more momentum to do away with it, daylight savings time, than uh we've ever had. Sixteen states have already said that if the federal government gives them permission to, they're going to opt out. So another number, and this one was very much in the news, but only for a few minutes, Uh, 44,000 hours of videotape were given to a cable TV station, given to one cable TV station. Um, They were given, uh, and that's the videotape of what went down on January 6th, at leading up to and during the the riots of that day, they were given that that time was given to the by the speaker, I guess using powers that people are not sure he actually has, and he was didn't he gave it to one guy at one station, gave it to Tucker Carlson, a, a name we all we all know in this business. Um, now I know there were a lot of cackles about that, um, and I. I want to make it clear that some of this I have no problem with. I don't have any problem with more videotape of that day becoming public. I think getting a clear record of it, making people understand it, is fine. But let's be clear what happened here is that Tucker Carlson said he would support Kevin McCarthy for speaker under certain conditions. And one of the conditions were that Kevin McCarthy give him access to this videotape. This is a, that was the deal that Kevin McCarthy made, one of the many deals that he cut and so, if people say, if people say, you know, more sunlight is better, I agree with that. But I say give it to everyone. Give it to OAN. Give it to, uh, give it to, um, what's that other one that, give it to, give it to MSNBC. Give it to CNN. Give it to Newsmax. Give it to everyone. Make it available. If you really want to make it. Now, go through all the safety precautions of blocking out whoever you want to block out. But I do think, That more sunlight is better. I don't have a real big problem with this. You know, people say, you know, people are going to try to spin a different narrative. Hey, let's have the information out there. In addition to 44,000 is one of the numbers of the week. 58. Well, here's another 9,400 people in the the models about what the riot looked like. 9,400 people 58 to 1 was the ratio, the approximate ratio of protesters slash rioters to police. And so far, um, Tucker Carlson has shown a grand total of one convicted rioter walking around, this shaman guy, apparently being escorted or not stopped and saying, okay, this this guy was falsely accused. Look, the cops are just walking around with him. And one video of an officer who died shortly after the riot, to show this guy looks fine. It doesn't look like anything bad happened to him. Um, 44,000 hours, that's all he's chosen to show, probably because the backlash from his own party was pretty serious to the idea of downplaying this. Um, Like I said, I don't have any particular problem with revisiting what happened that day. Um, Now, Carlson goes out and says this was people sightseeing. This was more like some chaos and less like a riot, and that this officer didn't die from that? Well, let me just say that, first of all, this guy, this shaman guy, pled guilty. He has apologized. I have posted on my Twitter page, at Rep the the video of that guy breaking in. He was one of the first 20 people that broke into the building. Um, As far as the officer is concerned, we've discussed this on this show a little bit before. That that officer was deemed to have died by natural causes, but the coroner, his doctor, and his family say the, that he's on video being bare, bare-maced. That might have contributed to him having this, this heart attack that killed him. Well, that's what his family believes. That's what the coroner said it contributed. If someone wants to downplay the, 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 um, what, the, what those officers did, that's where I draw the line. To me, I've watched, and you can too. It's not just just do, you know, police on January 6th. Take a look at what those officers faced. And I support the police. I believe the advice of comply when officers tell you to do something is good advice. People were not complying with the police on that day. And those guys in the Metropolitan Police and the Capitol Hill Police... Those guys were under duress doing their job as law enforcement. And if someone wants to say that the videotape that shows them inside the building after the after it had been breached showed that these cops were in on it or that these cops let people in or that there had to be some secret way that they got in, that dishonors the work of those members of the police department. And when a police officer says stop, you don't hit them with fire hydrants. You don't hit them with bicycle racks. You don't hit them with flagpoles. You turn around. You act peacefully. And so if he wants to play videotape, let me play you a little bit of audio tape.
3: Council capital, 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 capital injuries. 13, 18. 8, 12 to 6, on, uh, from the south side. To be advised, the speed. <laughs> Intel 1B advice, you got a group of rocks uh, charging up the hill on the west front, uh, just north of the, of the stairs. Uh, they're approaching the wall now. All right, they're starting to dismantle their reviewing stand and throwing metal poles at us. Cruiser 50, give me DSL up here now! DSL! Multiple law enforcement entries! DSL, get up there! Alright, we're 30 seconds out. We need some reinforcements up here now. They're starting to pull the gates down. They're throwing metal poles at us. Cruiser 50, DSO, get up here! Okay, we're here. 20 to 50, we're here. Oh, we didn't a explosion go out of here. I know the know if it's fireworks what, But They're starting to blow us close fireworks material. Cruiser 50, we're going to give riot warnings. This is the out is here. We're going to give riot warnings. We're going to try to get compliance, but this is now effectively a riot.
2: 1349 hours declaring it a riot. 1349 hours declaring it a riot. Show whatever videos you want, but don't dishonor the work of the police that day. That stood that that line as long as they could. 140 of them were injured. They did the best they could, and then they called it a riot. We'll be right back on the middle.
1: It's the middle with Anthony Weiner on WABC. Taking a step back to look at things with a new perspective. It's the middle with Anthony Weiner.
2: Back to the middle. That's Edda James bringing us in with "I Got You, Babe." I have a story about that song. I'm embarrassed. I'm a little bit embarrassed by it. The um, and we're going to talk a little bit about the uh, president's budget. We're going to talk, if you'd like to, about January 6th. It's up to you. I, I didn't. We don't need to dwell on it. We're going to talk about the president's uh, budget and some other things. But that Etta James version of "I Got You, Babe," I describe it that way. They played it as part of the soundtrack for that HBO series that's on now, "The Last of Us." One of these zombie. Apocalypse shows that all the kids are watching. It's actually based on a video game, I'm told. Anyway, so um, in the out credits of one episode, they played that song, Etta James, I Got You, Babe. And I'm like, you know, it makes complete sense to me. Now, it'll work with me here. It makes complete sense to me that when you hear Edda James do a song, that you can say, oh, Sonny and Cher must have appropriated it from her. Right? Yikes. Yeah. You know, a couple of white people in the 70s must have appropriated it. And so I'm immediately thinking, holy mackerel, I had no idea all these years that Etta James did that song, wrote that song, or performed that song first. Obviously, that's not the case. As at least one person has pointed out to me, that is not the, that's nothing like a soul song at all anyway. Um, so we're going to feature that song, I Got You, Babe. That is Sonny and Cher, who wrote and performed it first. That was Etta James covering it. Um, you also might have heard coming in, by the way, 800-848-WBC, 800 848 a great new slate of programs on Sunday that I, you really should check out. Laura Curran, um, who is terrific. She's uh, – Andrew Giuliani is starting later in the month with an hour show. Ernie Anastas has a show. I mean, there it, when a lot of radio around the country is becoming formulaic and syndicated, big names saying the same things in every market, What? What we're doing here at WABC with with Chad Lopez and John Amargo Katsimatidis is like they're doing live, local, original programming with people that you know who are interesting, all kinds of different perspectives. So be sure to tune in tomorrow. You can also probably, if you want to come by the studio at those hours, you can see Curtis Lewa outside howling up at the window because those were previously his hours. So um, he is still suffering withdrawal going down to only 71 hours of um, – of time here on the microphone, so um, let me talk a little bit about one other thing that happened in the news, and then we're going to have plenty of time for calls. And that is that the President of the United States released his budget, as he's required to do. Um, budgets used to be a much bigger deal when I worked on Capitol Hill in the '80s for my predecessor Chuck Schumer. A budget was something that people would wait; they would be printed out. I would go and I'd wait down at the Government Printing Office. I'd run back, and then I we would put together a study for how it affects the Big Apple. We already had the headline written, Bush budget cuts apple to the core, whatever it is. Nowadays, it is – and but it was almost always a dead-on-arrival kind of document. It was basically a political statement because the Congress then goes ahead and does the appropriations and does the budgets and everything else. That's their constitutional prerogative. But the president did something that I think is long overdue and something that I think left and right and middle – can kind of agree upon. He had a collection of proposals on trying to make the tax code more progressive and more fair. And I want you to listen to these proposals, and then I want to see if you disagree with any of them. Because I do think that there's broad agreement, and you see polls that say there's broad agreement in the idea that the middle class and those struggling to make it into the middle class are are carrying more and more of the burden every day In our country, and that should be changed some. First is one thing. There is no tax increases for anyone making less than $400,000. I remember when I, you know, when you used to define the middle class, when I was working in capital, it was $100,000. Now it's $400,000. So anything, if you're making less than that, you can listen, you can call, you can have an opinion, but this probably won't impact you very much. But I will say by way of hint, I hope, I pray, that everyone within the sound of my voice gets impacted by some of these taxes because it means you're making a lot of money. All right. So if you are making over $400,000, according to the president's plan, your tax rate will go up from 37 to 39.6%. The top tax, meaning your top income at at that, um, your very top level of income. Um meaning any dollar over $400. So if you're making four hundred one thousand four hundred and one thousand dollars only $1,000, the tax rate goes up. Just to give you a sense, it's going to go up to 39.6%. Let's round it up to 40. In 1986, when Ronald Reagan made his big tax cuts, 50% was the top, top rate. Between 1965 and 1981, 70% was the top rate. So we're not doing that. We're just going to go up from 37 to a couple of points. So if, you, if you're one of these people said, so let's make America the way it was, or let's make America great like it was, that's what this would do. We would move it back to where it was. Next, if you make over a million dollars a year in income, we're going to treat your capital gains benefits, meaning things you get from uh, gain of value of your stock portfolio. That's going to be taxed at the same level as if you were a teacher, a firefighter, a police officer, what they pay on their wages, which is 37%. They would equalize. Instead of paying less money for those types of things, you're going to pay. We're going to basically treat for very wealthy people. We're going to treat your income basically the same way as if you're a wage earner. And the other thing we're going to do is we're not going to just let you take these gains, take these gains every year grow things on paper but because you don't sell them we're not going to tax you on them we're going to start taxing you on those gains if you make more than a million dollars and the reason is this if you're say pick a name Elon musk and you want to go buy twitter and you say it's 44 million dollars you can say well i'm worth way more than that give me 44 million dollars in cash mr bank and he can go buy anything. You can buy a house. You can buy a car. It's basically the same as having that money. But we, but, um, right now we only tax capital gains when you cash it in, when you sell the thing. That's another thing that we're doing, uh, that, that President Biden is proposing to do. A next thing is right now when companies make a lot of profits, it used to be back in the day, if they made a lot of profits, they would give a dividend to someone or they would invest it. Uh, they would invest it in, let's say, a new factory or give their employees a, a raise. Well, now the new thing to do, in the recent years it's gotten ridiculously a, a, a lot, is to buy back their own stock. So ExxonMobil makes an enormous amount of profit. They go and they buy back their stock from the open market, driving up the stock price because there's fewer stock. And by doing that, they benefit their a lot of their employees and a lot of their executives because they are compensated in stock. Last year, $1.26 trillion in profits by corporations didn't go into helping workers, didn't go into reducing prices, didn't go into investing for the next generation, didn't do, go, go into building another factory. It went into stock buybacks. And so what the president is saying is, you know what? We taxed that at 1% in the anti-inflation bill. It had zero impact. No the, the, It didn't impact corporate wages, didn't uh, corporate earnings, didn't impact anything. So let's raise that to 4%. Do you think that's a good idea? And then the far the the final thing that he proposed is if you make profits overseas as a company, right now you pay much less tax on that. You only pay about ten and a half percent compared to the rate, which is about twenty percent, if you did it here. And what Biden is saying is we don't want to encourage companies to move their companies offshore, so we're going to say foreign profits will get taxed at the same rate as profits here in the United States. Now none of that. Should sound crazy to anyone. Now, if you're a billionaire, first of all, you get first priority on the phones. Ava's on the call. Any billionaires out there, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. Just tell Ava you're a billionaire. She'll probably want to get your email address. And then she'll say, we'll put you on the air right away. Because I want to hear from billionaires. Because there is this idea that, hey, we we dishonor, we dislike it. No. I want, I as I said at the beginning, I hope every single person within the sound of my voice pays these taxes. I hope that you're making more than a million dollars a year. I hope that in the case of of the, uh I hope you're you're in that group that makes a hundred million dollars a year. I'll give you, I'll tell you, this, the 25 richest Americans if between 2014 and 2018, the data's a little old now, paid a true tax rate of 3.4 percent. The Elon Musk, the Warren Buffetts, the Jeff Bezos, the Soros's, all those people that we either love or you hate, they're not paying very much in taxes. Musk paid zero federal income tax in 2018. President Trump paid zero federal income tax in in 2020. So these are ways that they can pay a little bit more. We can pay a little bit less. And the effect of this is we reduce the deficit. And if you don't want to use it for that, you want to give yourself a tax cut, okay, I'm open to that. But this is a matter of getting some progressivity back in the tax code. That was the. Do you say you want to make America what it was? Make it great again? That's the way it was, and we need to get that back in. So we're talking about taxes. We're talking about January six. Eight hundred 800 wabc This is Anthony Wiener in the middle. I'm bring you all the way up to Curtis Lee we're at 3 o'clock. Curtis is up to his old mischief-making ways, and we're going to be talking about some of the things going on here in New York City, a couple of things we very much disagree upon. And 800 at wabc this is Anthony Weiner. This is The Middle. We'll see you on the other side.
0: I got you to hold my hand. I got you to understand. I got you
1: to walk with me. It's The Middle with me. Anthony Weiner, 77 WABC. Finding new ways to make change. Reaching across the aisle to work with both sides. This is The Middle with Anthony Weiner on WABC.
2: Much for joining us today. I'll be taking you till three o'clock. Then Curtis will comes in for "Left Versus Right." We'll talk about whether undocumented asylum seekers should be sent to college free of charge. Um, that was U B Forty and Chrissy Hine doing their version. We're doing "I Got You, Babe" today. A couple of things. One, uh, my friend Kevin texted me. I want to make sure it's clear that when I talk about taxes on, say, people making a million dollars or someone making more than $400,000, the changes affect their, their index. So they affect every dollar after $400,000. So n- there would be no change on any income for those making $400,000 or less. And I also picked up Twitter, and I see here that Nick Bonino of the Pittsburgh Penguins is out week to week after suffering a lacerated kidney in the last game versus the Islanders. I have no idea what that even means, you know, hockey is a weird in a weird You get some weird injuries in hockey because you're wearing razor blades on your feet. Um, but I hope he's doing well. He was just recently traded back to the to the Penguins. So we're going to get to some calls now. We're talking about January 6th. We're talking about billionaire taxes. Eight hundred eight four eight W.A.B.C. Eight hundred eight four eight nine two two two. When people used to say to me when I was in Congress, they say, Congressman, I, I want to pay less taxes. I'd say, do you really want to pay less taxes? Think about it for a minute. Do you? <laughs> I mean, because if you're paying a lot, if you're paying a million dollars in taxes, you got a pretty good. You're doing okay for yourself. You're, maybe that should be what I'd wish everyone. I wish you all have to pay a million dollars, a million dollars in taxes. So let's go to some calls, a uh, uh, hodgepodge today, and I like it that way. Michael in New York City, go ahead, Michael. Thanks for joining us on the middle. That's you, Mike. Oh, he's asleep. I'm getting one of these calls. Is is he? I think he is. I, you know, this is turn it up a little bit. Let's. Oh, yeah. I thought he was snoring there for a minute. Well, thanks, Michael. Calls back anytime. I know I have that that effect on people. Uh, next, let's go to Chris and Beth Page.
3: Hey, Anthony. A uh, couple things. Uh, you you got a billionaire that owns your uh, company. Why don't you get him on? Ask Mister Castamatidis what he thinks about. Uh... You know how it affect him. I'd be interested to see what his point of view is.
2: He, he's he's in he's in. Uh, uh, I, I'll do that. He's he's a, he's. A, I, I tell you, the other thing about him is that I'm not sure we're making a billion dollars here at WABC. But yeah, I I think I think that that John Katzmetidis and all billionaires would say how great this country is. By the way, get his book. His book talks about I, yes, about about um, about making the first billion. But go ahead, Chris. Anything else?
3: Yes, and then the other thing too is Anthony, and I really like you. I listen to you every week. I'm a big fan. But uh, I must – just a slight critique uh, about you. Um, You call the show the middle, but pretty much every time you bring up a topic, it's always – I always wait, and then there we go. It's a little left of middle. It always is. It's never like – I think the GOP was right here. I think – you know so um, the point I'm bringing up is January 6th, okay? I'm a libertarian, so I am in the middle. I really am in the middle on things. I thought it was a disgrace what happened on January 6th. But that being said, I still can't believe, and someone's got to ask Nancy Pelosi, where was, was, was the security? Where was the National Guard? Why wasn't that brought out? I always grew up believing nobody could get into the Capitol, that we were safe. You know what I mean? I, and I could not believe what happened that day. And I think people have to be called to the carpet for that. I mean, it's ridiculous, the police officers that had to do it. And I'm pro-police, too. But I'll say this also, the guy that died of a heart attack, he could have died uh, trying to arrest a suspect on the street if he had, uh, you know, in in another instance. I mean, these things happen. He was in a – it's not because he would have had that heart attack, what I'm saying is a week later, if he was involved in a conversation in a local convenience store.
2: Yeah, I I think, Chris, and I I think – and you're you're always one of our most interesting callers, and I think you're you're right. Let me start at the beginning. Um, I do believe – That there are major questions to ask. You know, I played some of the audio tape. I, You know, when I prepare for the show, what I try to do is I try to approach the issue of gathering information the way just a citizen would. I go in and I put in – so I think it with January 6th police. And um, there are a lot of questions about about why they they weren't more prepared. Just to be clear, to be 100 percent clear – Nancy Pelosi does not control the National Guard, does not control the military, and as the, as the January 6th hearings brought out, she did repeatedly, and Chuck Schumer repeatedly called um, the White House and called the Secretary of uh, Defense and said, get us uh, more troops. But there's no doubt that with all of the information leading up to that day and the intelligence that was out there in the world, there should have been more prepared. Let me just say this one final thing about the officer that died. That's true. I mean, he was deemed to have died by natural causes. But if he was on the beat and someone sprayed bear spray, bear mace, um, in his face as part of doing his regular job, and he died the next day or 36 hours later from a massive heart attack, I don't think any of my friends on the right would be trying to minimize that. They would say it was because he was sprayed by by bear mace um, as part of doing his job. So when people say, oh, no, officers actually died. No, it might not be a straight line. Who knows? I don't you know. But I know his family believes it. I know the coroner believes it. And um, and I also believe that one of you know, that we honor the idea that when police officers get injured or harmed doing their job, we don't deny it. Um, We accept it. But let me go to the macro point. Chris, I am – what I try to do is provide a ballast. I'm not all left and I'm not all right, but I am still a a liberal progressive Democrat, even though in today's world, who the heck knows if I would even consider myself that. So last week when I did a show about Fauci and I basically said that that, that my left friends were wrong about Fauci, I believe that. When I did the show about Hunter Biden, and I said that my left friends were wrong to say that Hunter Biden thing was a joke, I I said so. I thought that was, there was some serious stuff there. But I'm still who I am, and well part of what I do here is to try to provide a ballast. It doesn't necessarily mean I'm going to always agree with the other side, but I do try to um, give a, a little bit of balance to it. Ivan in Westchester, Ivan, welcome to the middle.
4: L-S-I-T-T-E-L on Google, and YouTube uploads a picture a hand over a glass, Captain Police said that. He says that George Bush flew planes into the buildings.
2: All right, Ivan, I don't. I think we got a recorded version of Ivan, the Ivantron 2000. I think we, we interrupted there for a minute there. Bob in Paramus. Go ahead, Bob. Bob, do we have you? Hello?
4: Go ahead, pal. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, um, I just want to say before I get to my comment, uh, apparently you had a uh, caller, he fell asleep on the line. Maybe he thought he was listening to the Frank Murano show accidentally. <laughs> but anyway, um, <clears throat> uh, regarding January sixth, uh, you know, a lot of people on the left, you know, they're they're looking at this as like, you know, they're just Trump supporters. Uh, or as Hillary Clinton would just dismissively uh, deride them as being deplorable. And somehow that you know these people are, are on the right, political right, they deserve everything they get in terms of illegal surveillance, being targeted for lawsuits and audits by the IRS for politically motivated reasons. You know, <laughs> you might think that police states are very convenient for attacking your political enemies, but I got to tell you, That the same thing that's now happening in the Trump supporters, law-abiding people being targeted by law enforcement for political reasons, for harassment, illegal surveillance, or in this case, incarceration on false pretenses, most of those people are being charged with felonies for what really amounts to being uh, misdemeanor trespassing charges. And you really can't even call it misdemeanor trespassing because, as you saw on Tucker Carlson with the footage, they were being led into the Capitol building by police. But anyway… My well, Bob, Bob let me just
2: – but you've, you've – okay, here's a place that we can totally agree. I agree. Look, I am someone – and I talked about this, I don't know, last week. we've, I've talked about it repeatedly. I am someone that showed what happens – you know, I think I read statistics – 97% of all, um, of all uh, um, um, crimes against the federal government in federal court result in plea bargains. It's not because people plead and they necessarily did it often. It is because – The power of U.S. attorneys to say you are going to take this plea bargain of three years or I'm going to take you to trial for 10 years is a real thing. That's why I am not in the camp that says you should not make these tapes available, not make them available to the defense, not make them. I believe you're exactly right. Left and right both should be very suspicious of the power of government. But it's got to go all the way. It can't just be people getting arrested on January 6th and said we don't believe the same thing for people rounded up who are protesting George Floyd. It's got to be both ways. But the other thing I would say is this. If you believe that this shaman guy shaman guy, did not break into the Capitol, go to my website. Go to uh, at Rup on Twitter. Go look at the video. He was one of the first 17 people, I think it was, that broke through the glass. No one let him in. He broke through a door in our United States Capitol. He apologized for it. He pleaded guilty for it. You want to go take a look at the video. Once people were inside, all over those videotapes were probably videotapes of of police officers trying to figure out how to manage a situation where thousands of people had poured in to the Capitol, breached the United States Capitol. I played you audio of how they got there. No one escorted anybody in. There was a, the, the 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 ratio the ratio of officers to to rioters was. Fifty eight to one. And that's an estimate based on a computer model. I mean, don't dishonor the police by saying that they didn't do their job to protect the Capitol or they're trying to de-escalate and make sure that they didn't do. You know, they were outnumbered at that point. But I believe Bob is exactly, exactly right. We should all be skeptical of anyone that carries a badge because they have awesome responsibility. We should support them in their jobs. But we should always know that that, that that is a power that we gave them that is, is, is the way the government controls us. And there's very little check on that power. And so putting 44,000 hours of tape out there, someone's going to look at it, that if the – now all of it was made available according to the just and All of it was made available to defendants. By the way, the shaman guy fired his, his, his lawyer, hired a new lawyer. I mean it's, he's a complicated case. But I think Bob's right. I think left and right should, should agree on that. But one thing I think we also should agree on, if a, if a, a police officer says comply with my lawful request, with my lawful command, just do it. And all over the tapes of January 6th were people who claimed to be patriots, claimed to support the, the constitution, disregarding police officers instructions, throwing Fire extinguishers at them and things like that. And I just, I just, I, that's not my interpretation of supporting, um, of supporting the police. Let's go to, uh, da, 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 um, let's go to Judy in Manhattan. Go ahead, Judy.
0: Hi. Um, I just, it, I, I'm listening to you and you said two things that were not true. First, you said that Michael, C- Cohen went to prison because of illegal money paid to Stormy Daniels, and that's not true. He went to prison for tax evasion and fraud long before he started working with Trump. And the other thing is about the security at the Capitol. Nancy Pelosi did not call for extra security. And plus, they knew three days in, in advance that this was going to happen, and her, nor the mayor of D.C., did anything to prevent it. And they had the testimony from the police chief that said he asked for security and he was denied.
2: Well, thank you, Judy. Let me, let me do one by one. First of all, the michael Cohen tax evasion case um was all was some of it was was whether he paid taxes on a hundred thousand dollars that he got and also remember there was unindicted person one, which was the President of the United States in his case and it and and the the president is now only liable under New York state law is because he characterize something in pursuit of another crime, and that was the election crime that that Michael Cohen was involved in. That's why he was prosecuted in federal court. He was a federal federal crime. Next thing is this idea of whether he'll – if you want to just – there is actual videotape, not audio tape, videotape of Nancy Pelosi furiously dialing people in government to get more help. Did she – was she involved in the planning leading up to it? No, that someone else clearly failed on. But it is the, 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 and, and, and the, the, and there's also testimony from Republicans in the Trump White House that Trump didn't want people to go through, through metal detectors because his people would have to go through. I mean, yeah, there were clearly breakdowns on January 6th, no doubt about it. But that does not mean that, that, that it wasn't a riot. I mean, all that means is maybe the ratio should have been less. There's still rioting people. And this whole idea of blaming <clears throat> blaming the police because of a riot is, you know, it doesn't sound very very much like I've heard it other times in this station. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more. I'm going to bring you up to three o'clock, and then Curtis Lee will comes in for Left versus Right. We're going to talk about Tim Scott, the senator from South Carolina, in a debate with Eric Adams about whether to provide education for the undocumented. It's been a great show so far. I look forward to having you back on the other side of the middle. I guess
0: I-
1: the mill with Anthony Wiener, 77 WABC If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all listen up It's The Middle with Anthony Weiner on WABC. Taking a step back to look at things with a new perspective. It's The Middle with Anthony Weiner.
3: They say we're young and we don't.
2: Welcome back to the middle. That is, that's the original, Sonny and Cher. So here's my sixth degree of separation from that. I served with Mary Bono. Remember, Sonny Bono was a member of Congress from California. I think he died having a, I think he had a ski accident. And then his wife, Mary, took over his seat. She served on the Judiciary Committee with me, I think, one or two terms I was there. And so that's my connection, as I try to insert myself like Zelig. This is the middle. I'm here till three o'clock. It is Rick Scott of Florida who's who's having this argument with um Eric Adams. We're gonna be talking about that with Curtis. Uh join us 848 WABC. Download the app, WABCradio.com. So let's get a couple more calls here. We'll take us uh, take it to the end. Um let's go to Janet in Bergen County. Janet, thank you for hanging on. Hi.
5: Anthony. I don't know how I'm just so surprised how you could believe anything that this president can do now to make anything better. He hasn't done one thing to help our country, and I mean the country. And if you would have listened today to uh, Larry Cutlow, he explained everything about what will happen if that goes through. It's not people that make that kind of money. It's going to affect us You, because I know you're not in that category, nor am I. And the other thing is this, which is very important. I heard, and I didn't read it, I heard President's request asking Nancy Pelosi to get the troops to have more police because there's going to be—the whole thing was planned. She said, no, nothing would have been happening, and I can't believe that you didn't see the police— waving the people to come in from one door to the other door. There was a line, so he, I saw the guy saying, come, come, come here, and had the door open. Everything, and I, I just can't believe you see it a different way.
2: Yeah, well, I appreciate Jen. Let's, let's touch on these things a couple, but, but stick with me for a minute, Jen. I want to just make sure that you disagree with these proposals. Do you disagree that someone who makes money as a stock investment should not pay less taxes than someone who works on a construction site or is a teacher.
5: Do you believe that somebody of a different race should get ahead, even though they have the brains bigger and better?
2: No, and no. A, let's let's, a, let's do but, – but hold on, Jay. Let's do one thing at a time. Do you think that someone who makes an income investing in stocks should be taxed lower or the same as someone who just earns a wage on the construction site?
5: But it's not going to affect – to affect us more than it's going to affect them. I promise you. Why? Why? And why? Go was, ahead. If, laid it but, all it, out.
2: No, but Janet, explain to me why having George Soros pay more in taxes is bad for you.
5: George Soros started in 2007 when he said there were too many people in the world. And I, I don't even want to...
2: But Janet, here's the point. Well, I really do appreciate Janet. It, it, I mean, look, here's the thing that that sometimes we get... I don't even know what the, what the adjective is for it. Sometimes we said go set in our ways in that we just don't, that there are some things that we agree upon. Here's what I believe on this show. I believe that we're basically, this country is a Venn diagram. A Venn diagram is when you have more than one circle and the Venn part is, is the part that overlaps. And if we think that George Soros has too much influence or is somehow, I mean, we, we we hate him, right? We Some side hates George Soros, and then on the other side, there's Musk, whatever it is. But if we can take the names away from it and just say simply, if you make a billion dollars a year, a billion dollars a year, you can pay a little bit more to help us with our challenges. And you should not be paying less than someone who's a $60,000 a year teacher. can we agree on that? Oh, you want to get into the other stuff? I hate Biden. I hate Bush. I hate uh, Trump. I hate whatever. I get it. But if you scrape away that stuff, there are some policy things we should be able to agree upon. When a company is making, when, when, when ExxonMobil is making billions of dollars in profits every quarter, And instead of doing anything to help us with our national emergency around inflation, instead of doing anything to help put it back into the workers' pockets, doing anything to invest in the towns that they operate, doing anything to invest in another factory, they buy back their own stock so their own compensation, the executive's compensation goes up. Isn't it a little bit better that maybe a percent of that goes towards reducing the national debt? Why? It's amazing. People call up... People call up this show and defend George Soros' wealth and say he's got – we should make sure he gets more. People call up the show and say, I want to stand up for Exxon. Are we so, you know, are we so taken by that? Are we so taken by these – listen, if you hear stuff out there on Fox News, that's Rupert Murdoch talking. That's a billionaire. He wouldn't let me on their radio. The, the guy that runs this station is an extraordinarily wealthy, successful guy. He wrote an amazing book that I've been reading about how he got there. And he's like, Wiener, go at it. Have a good conversation. Get people engaged because that's what America is all about. He and I, John Katzmatis and I ran against each other in 2013. I say ran against each other because, frankly, you know, if I was the nominee and he was the nominee – Kind of think the city would be a better place, to be honest with you. Now, Curtis would have been the house of pain. Oh, that guy. He's one fry short of a happy meal, that guy. But he's coming in at 3 o'clock. I have a bold prediction. He's going to be wearing a red chapeau. Or is it chateau? <laughs> Wiener does French. Tune in. Listen, it's really great having you along. It's been a great day. I'm really grateful for all the support you showed for this show, all the kindness you've showed, the the energy that you brought to this debate, the calls that you've made, the feedback that you give me on at Rep Wiener and Wiener, WABC at gmail.com, and the support you've given this station. This is the best local radio station anywhere. It's growing every single day thanks to you. And on the other side of the break, left versus right, with the legendary Curtis Lewa. Thank you so much.
0: I got you, babe. I got you, babe. I got flowers in the spring.
1: I got you. You wear my ring. This is The Middle with Anthony Weiner. 77 WABC.